The Magid section of the Agadah is the section which is devoted to the Kiyum of the Mitzvah of Sipo Yitzhiat Mitzrayim, reciting the story of the Exodus from Egypt. Uh, at the beginning of the section of Magid, the uh, child asked the famous questions, Manishtan How is this night different than all other nights? Uh, almost immediately following those questions, we have a story with the Rabbi Lezeb and Azariah, I'm as if I was 70 years old. And I wasn't Zoha, I didn't have the privilege of understanding why one should mention the exodus from Egypt during the night. Until Ben Zoma came and learned it, derived it from a Pasuk, based on the Pasuk that says, in order that one should remember the day that he came out of Mitzrayim, the, all the days of his life. So the drush is under these words, all the days of his life. Had it only said the days of his life, that would refer to the days. Since it says not only the days of his life, but all the days of his life, that uh, comes to add, halilot. That comes to add that one has to recite Mitzrayim during the night as well. And Chacham have a different drasha, and they say that it teaches us not, on, not only do you recite during, during the days of your life, but also when Mashiach will, will come, even in those days where we recite the, um, we will recite Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We will mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The problem is that Rabbi Yosem here, within the context of Magid, of Sipa Yitzhak Mitzrayim, is talking about the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which we're, obligated, <laughs> which we're obligated to do every single day of the year. According to uh, Ben Zoma and according to Blazman Azariah, we're supposed to do it every day and every night. We're supposed to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. While according to Chachamim, you do it every day, once in a day, and you also will, we will do it also, when Mashiach comes, we'll still be remembering uh, that we came out of Egypt. So we're talking about a universal mitzvah which applies every day of the year. And the question is, if so, how is the night of Pesach different than every other night of the year? If every night of the year we're obligated to remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim, in what way is Leil HaSeder different than every other night of the year? Uh, there are many Achron that dealt with this issue. The Minchas Chinuch dealt with it at length. Uh, Rav Chaim dealt with it at length. It's brought down in the, the Chidush Agrach. It's Morif Rabbi Rav Salvechik, Rav Yeshev Salvechik, quoted from his grandfather in uh, in the Sefer uh, in the Sefer of the Yardside Shurim Shurim Zeich Rav Ameri. And there are a number of different answers that were given to this question. Um, all of them go along the same lines that Yitzipo Yitzhak Mitzrayim requires more than Yitzhak Mitzrayim does. Uh, for instance, um, there are those that say that for, has, for Zechiras Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that, you ha- that, that we're obligated to do every single day of the year, it's enough simply to think about it. One has to remember. It's a mental action. Here, her would be enough. However, for Sipur, Sipur is verbal. It has to be told over. And therefore, it requires actually verbalizing the story. So therefore, if we would just do the regular mitzvah of Zechira, we wouldn't be able to say Sipur. Sipur requires more. 
Um, some say that the din of Sipur has to be derech she'elo v'tshuva. As I mentioned, we begin that gada with the questions of the katan. Manishtana halaylazer bikalaylot. There are many things that we do on Lela Seder kedei she'yish aluatinokot in order that the children should be asking. And uh, from here we see that basically it's not sufficient simply to to uh, to recite the story, but it's ki yishalcha bin When your child asks you about, you know, why we're doing all these things, then this is what you're supposed to tell him. So so the Haggadah, the Sipur Yitzit Mitzrayim, is supposed to come in response to a question that was presented by by somebody else. And therefore, there's a kiyum regarding Sipur Yitzit Mitzrayim of it being derech she'el of a tshuva. Uh, or, you know, that also means it, it, should, it should be being told to somebody else. To Sipur is a sapir, to somebody else. The Ikur Kiyum is if you would have somebody else that you're telling the story to. It's true that if there's nobody else, you tell the story to yourself. But the Ikur Kiyum is to tell it to somebody else, to tell it over to your children. You should tell it over, recite it over to your children. Zahira, on the other hand, is something which is internal, something that you're supposed to remind yourself. You're supposed to remember. It can be done perhaps mentally, as I said before, and even if, if it has to be done verbally, you're not telling others, but you basically have to be mentioning it to yourself, like when we recite Kriyashma. Kriyashma, we're not necessarily talking to other people. We, we, we do it in order that we should be accepting upon ourselves all Malchus uh, Shamayim. So, you know, these, these are the differences that exist between Zechira and between Sipur. If it would be a regular night, then we would simply be able to very, very briefly, say something to ourselves. Once it's Sipur, that requires much, much more. Um, another difference is that Zakira, there might be a kim regarding a Sipur of Lahatchil Begnot Lusayim Bishvach. You have to tell the entire story. You have to tell the context of the story. You're not only supposed to talk about the great miracles, but you have to begin with the, with the, with the enslavement. You have to begin and have to understand and appreciate the background in, within which these miracles came. Because if you don't understand the background, then there's really no way of appreciating the miracles to the full extent. And therefore, regarding all these areas, we see that Sipur goes far beyond uh, what Zechira requires. Um, Zechira simply is remembering that we came out of Egypt. Sipur might require a, a, um, a much more specific account of all the Nisim and Aflos, of all the miracles that Akadosh Baruch Hu did. Not simply to remember that we were taken out of, out of, out of Egypt, but it requires a, a, uh, a very, very specific uh, going through the account of what had happened. Um, and a final uh, point that Mori Verebira Salvechik, or Bishop Salvechik mentioned, is that it could be that Sipor, aside from all the things that we mentioned before, Sipor also, part of Sipor might be not only to tell the story, but to say Shevach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, to, uh, and, and to say Hallel. When we, when we say the Haggadah, following the Haggadah, we also say the Hallel. Uh, and it could very well be, according to some Rishonim, the reciting of the Hallel is part and a key of Sipar Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Clearly, regarding Zechira, none of this exists. Okay, um, so basically what we saw is that Zechira seems to be minimalistic, while while Sipra seems to be much broader. Um, this point might have to might be connected to another point, and that is that although the Rambam 
mentions in the Yara Chazaka that there is a mitzvah to be maski at Tzias Mitzrayim, he mentions this in Hilchos Kriyashma, nowhere in Sefer HaMitzvot does he count it as one of the 613 mitzvot. So there are a number of different uh, different answers that one can propose to explain why the Rabbim didn't count it as one of the mitzvahs in Taryag. For instance, uh, one suggestion um, that I think Rav Salvechik quoted in the, in the name of his grandfather, Rav Chaim, is that since the Rambam Paskins, like Rav Lezabin Azaria, that Koyimechayecha means night and day, therefore, it's not a mitzvah which is which we will do Bimos HaMashiach. We have no source to say that we will mention, we have to mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Bimos HaMashiach. When Mashiach comes, we'll talk about the great miracles of, of the Mashiach. And, and, the, uh, and the miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim will pale in comparison. And therefore, there will no longer any, be any obligation to mention uh, the miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Of course, according to Rechamim, comes to include Yimos HaMashiach. But the Rambam Paskins, call Yimechayecha, night and day. Therefore, according to the Rambam, uh, it's not, it will not be a mitzvah Yimos HaMashiach. And the Rambam says in the Sefer Mitzvahs, the only mitzvahs which are counted among the Tayag are mitzvahs which are eternal. Mitzvahs which are not dependent on any time frame. Since, according to the Rambam, the, this mitzvah will not apply to Mashiach, therefore, it's not counted as one of Tayag. Okay, that's one of the suggest- suggestions. Um, another suggestion is that it could be that the mitzvah of Sipur Zechias is included in the mitzvah of Sipur. Uh, the mitzvah of Sipur basically is that one night we tell the entire story in detail, because obviously to go through all the details every night would be impossible, but therefore we have to mention it twice a day every day. But it's basically the, the, the same cue. You know, those messages which we which become concretized through the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, whatever those religious messages are, that's something that we have to be aware of constantly. So every day of the year, we mention it briefly, but it's part of the mitzvah of Sipur Yitzhak which we deal with in detail on Lela Seder. For instance, uh, there's a mitzvah of Kriyashma. The mitzvah of Kriyashma is to be Makabal Ol Machushamayim. And we do it by mentioning it very, very briefly every day. We say, Shema Yisrael Shalom Kenu Shemachad, twice a day, in the morning and at night, we say Shema Yisrael. But there's a day which is devoted to the Makabel Omar Choshamayim in a much more comprehensive way, and that's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a day of, of Malchus, and uh, obviously to be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch like we do on Rosh Hashanah every day would be impossible. You know, but, so therefore, what we do is every day, we briefly are makabla upon ourselves, by saying, And one day during the year, we devote to the idea of Malchus Hashem. So a similar idea might also exist with respect to the relationship between Zechira and Sipor. And therefore, one could perhaps claim, depending on how one wants to read the Rama at the beginning of uh, Perek Zayin in Helchos Chametz one might want to say that the mitzvah of Zechira is included in the mitzvah of Sipor. It's a prat. It's a, it, 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 it's it, it's uh, Sipor tells what we do on Leila Seder, but part of that mitzvah and a key of that mitzvah is that every night we also have to mention that we came out of Mitzrayim at least briefly. 
there's a third possibility, and this is the one that, that I really would like to focus on, um, that Rav Salvechik mentioned the name of his grandfather, Rav Chaim, and um, Rav Salvechik developed it, I think, uh, much more in detail. And uh, this was noting that the Rambam mentioned the mitzvah of Zechir, Asitzias, and Thraim in, in, in Hilchos Kriyashma. Now, if it would be a, uh, an extension of Sipor, we would expect it to be in Hilchos Chamatzumatz, Parag Zion. But since he mentions in Hilchos Kriyashma, you know, the, the, the Rambam was very, very careful in how he organized his halachos. So it seems to be a kiyum in Kriyashma. And uh, basically what Rav Savetik wanted to claim is that when we're makabal olmach shamayim, the makabal olmach shamayim is not a monolithic act. It has a number of different areas. We're makabal olmach shamayim based on a number of different things. We're makabal olmach shamayim because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our creator. And therefore, we have to, work, we have to accept his, his, you know, his, his reign. Adon Olam Hashem Alach, right? Since HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, you know, and he's the Adon Olam, and therefore, you know, he's our Melach. On the other hand, we're also Makabal Olmach Hashemayim because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah Sinai, and we said Nasev Nishma, because of revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sinai. And therefore, there's a separate idea of being Makabal Ol Mitzvos, that we accept not only the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the heavens and earth, we also, Ol Malchus Shemaim, we're also Makabal Ol Mitzvos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu that revealed himself at Sinai, gave us a Torah, and we accepted upon ourselves, uh, upon ourselves the Torah. Accepting the Torah is also a kiyum in Kabbalah's Ol Malchus Shemaim, and therefore, aside from the first parsha of Shema, we also have a second parsha of Hayam Shemalat that we have to listen to the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If we take this idea and we extend it you know, to the third parsha, the third parsha comes to in- introduce the third aspect of Kabbalah's Omach Shemaim, and that's being Kabbalah Omach Shemaim as a function of how God's hand, Kabbalah re- reveals itself in, within, within the context of history. Ani Hashem Olkechem, Hashem Olkechem, I am Lord your God. I am HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you are my people. In other words, since HaKadosh Baruch Hu redeemed us, therefore, we are Makabal, O because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our Redeemer. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our Creator, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals Himself to us, and, and, and gives us the law, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu redeems us. Each one of these aspects is part of the, is a, is a component part of the whole, which we call Kabbalah's O it is, expresses itself in the various different brachos of Kriyashma. Yotzer HaMa'oros refers to creation. Ava Rabba, which is also Bechaz Torah, talks about, you know, the fact that we receive the Torah. Kiem Chayenu, Varuch Yamenu is the Torah. And the Brach of Gal Yisrael, of course, refers to the idea of being Makabal Omach Shemaim because of Geula of Yisrael. And therefore, the Maskirin, Yitzhak and Fraim, Beyamim Uvelelos is because Yitzias Mitzrayim, according to Blazman Azaria, merges and is part of the mitzvah of Kriyashma, and therefore it's, we are required not only to say the first two parashios, which is Kabbalah's Omach Shemaim and Kabbalah's Omach Mitzvah, we're also, we also have to say a third parsha, which has within it the, um, 
you know, that idea of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that took us out of Mitzrayim. For instance, the Gemara in uh, Brachos suggests that perhaps we could have said the parsha of Bilam as opposed to the parsha of, of, of Tzitzis. Because in Parsha Bilam it says, And the Gemara there says that we, that there was a suggestion to say the Aseris Hadibros in, uh, as part of Kriyashma. Why Aseris Hadibros? Right. So the first two parashios, the Torah tells, tells us, recite this parasha. Right? Regarding the third parasha, it never mentions, you know, which parasha you should say. There's another aspect which we have to say. But we're free to pick whatever parsha we want. So the Gemara explains why Chazal specifically picked the parsha of Tzitzis. But another parsha could have been a legitimate alternative. The only requirement of that third parsha is that it contains within it a mention of Malchus Hashem because he took us out of Mitzrayim. Ani Hashem Lokechem, Hashal Tzitzis, Yashem 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 Okay? So, according to this, the idea of Zechiyash Yitzim Sitzrayim is connected and part of the mitzvah of Kabbalah's Omach Shemayim. And that's in contrast to the mitzvah of Sipa Yitzim Sitzrayim, which is an independent mitzvah, which is connected to Leil Seder, and is not part of the mitzvah of, of Kabbalah's Omach Shemayim, of the mitzvah of Kriyashma. Okay, if we accept that uh, this interpretation for the relationship between Sipra and Zechira, um, I think that the balance between the two will, will change slightly, and I'll try to uh, describe what I mean. The Mitzvah of Sipur, which as we said before, contains much more in terms of what one has to say, one has to recite, in terms of what one has to do. Um, it's because the idea of the Mitzvah of Sipur is rooted in what Chazal say, Bechol davadar chayavadam lir'ot et atzmo ke'ilu hu yatsam mitzayim. Sh'ne'emar ve'otanu hotsim yisham. The Pasuk refers to ve'otanu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out. I HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't take us out. So basically what we have to do is create a situation through the Sipur that we feel that we ourselves redeemed. Of course, we were redeemed through the fact that our ancestors were redeemed. But that's a, an experience that we, that we try to create. So the idea of Sipur is in order to try to create that particular experience that we feel that as, as if we were taken out of Mitzrayim. Now, of course, if we want to try to create that experience, and if we want to try to pass over that experience to our children, right, we're not going to be able to tell the story in brief. We're going to have to tell the story in detail. It has to be told in an in, in an exciting way. It has to, we have to know the background. We have to be able to feel the Shibud if we want to experience the Geula. We have to feel that we were enslaved. We have to eat more and feel, you know, and taste the bitterness of the enslavement. And that's the only way that we can begin to appreciate the experience of freedom. So, Lahat Kilbegnut, Ulsayim Bishvach, is a very, very important part of Sipurit Yitzrayim to begin with the Shibud, Avadim Hayinu B'farum Mitzrayim, to not only talk about it, but actually to, to try to feel it by eating the Marah. That's the only way that we can appreciate the experience of being redeemed. 
it expresses itself in another way as well. For instance, Sipoy Tzitzvim includes not only um, not only talking, but includes actions. I mentioned before uh, eating the maror. Perhaps not only eating the maror, perhaps eating the, the Pesach and Matzah as well. Pesach and the Mikdash Matzah nowadays. You know, by eating certain things, we are able to more internalize in a better way what those things symbolize. But it's not on the question of what we eat. The Rambam writes, And then he continues in, and he says, He has to eat And he has to drink Arba Kosos, which are Derecheros. In other words, what we have to do on Mela Seder is not only tell the story, but we have to be acting out, being doing actions which are particular to somebody who's gone free. In those days, they used to, when free people or, or nobility used to eat Behaseba, leaning back, or lying down, lying towards the side. So therefore, when we eat on Mela Seder, we have to do it lying or leaning. We have to do a Pesheba. Because as we eat, even if we're very poor, the Mishnah says, even somebody who lives in poverty and has no <coughs> and has no pills to lean back on, nevertheless, because we have to put in our mindset that we are free. That we are free people, and that we, that, and therefore, things that we have to do, it has to be done with derechelos. And therefore, the Mishnah says in Avi Psachim that a few lines of Shal, lo, you know, he can't have less than Arba Kosos. Lo yifchitu lo mi ba'arba Kosos. He must have Arba Kosos. Because Arba Kosos are again, who, when we drink a meal, who drinks four cups of wine? Somebody who's a Ben Choran, somebody who's gone free. Not somebody who's a slave. So, in other words, you know, from the Rambam, who includes this all in in, in the seventh parak, which deals with Sipur Yisrael, and he says the fikach. I'm saying he says the chol davar chavim laharus atzasvo kiu hu yatzata mishibur mitzrayim, and the fikach. Therefore, we lean back when we eat. Therefore, we drink dalad kosos. Basically, what he's saying is. Therefore, drinking Dalad Kosos and leaning back is a keem of what? A keem of Sipo Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Of acting out and experiencing and, and showing and passing it on to, to future generations. All that is part of the mitzvah of Sipo Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Because the mitzvah of Sipo is in order that we should internalize, in order that we should create that experience, that inner experience that, 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 that we feel as if we ourselves were taken out of Mitzrayim, we have to feel that it was us that was taken out. Okay, and therefore, obviously, you know, the different things that we mentioned that are typical of Sipoyitzis Mitzrayim, Derech Sheh Levet Shuva, and telling over to other people, and, uh, and, and, and acting it out, and and uh, all of those things are connected to the fact that it's not simply that we're trying to pass over information but we're trying to relive 
We're trying to re-experience. We're trying to make it, yes, we're trying something real in our lives. This obviously is going to connect to what uh, Ralph Salvechik added to all the other differences. If I pointed out the Lefikach in the Rambam, that the Rambam says that one has to um, lean back and drink Dalakosos, the truth is that the Rambam is a play on words. Because in the Mishnah, it says, Bechol Mishnah and therefore, the mission says, Therefore, we have to say halal. In other words, once it's an experience, once it's where we're reliving it, once we feel that we came out of Mitzrayim, so what does that mean? That means that we have to, Az Yashem Moshe. We have to sing, we have to rejoice, we have to say halal, Takarish Baruch Because we're not bystanders, but we ourselves were redeemed. And therefore, we simply have to break out in spontaneous shira. And this is connected to, you know, to something that uh, we find in Rav Haigon. Rav Haigon writes that the hollow that we say on Lela Seder is different than the hollow that we say in general. In general, when we say hollow, we say a bracha before, we say a bracha at the end. Um, and uh, we're not allowed to be mafsik or talk in between. On Lela Seder, we have no bracha. We don't say bracha lekroas ha-halel, according to some of the garrisons, legemar ha-halel. We eat in between. We have halal before eating, we have halal at the end of eating, and in between we eat. And in general, people are not makbid. They, you talk about a lot of different things during the meal. And the question is, manishtana ha-halel hazen, we call halelot. Why is this halal different? Why all of a sudden is there no bracha and we eat in between? Sort of Haigon writes, She'ein revarchen al-halel she'belele p'sachim ligmar z'halel Why don't we make the bracha? She'ein anu koron al-tabetorat korim Because we're not reciting the halel. In general, the mitzvah is to recite the halel. El betorat omer shira But rather, we're singing our praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shekach Shaninu, this is what it says in the Mishnah, Ram Gamliel Omer, and then Bechol Davadah Chayavdam Liros Es Asmo Kiyuhu Yatsum Tzayim, Uveseifa Lefikach Anu Chayavim Lo Dot La Lel. Okay? So that's, that's exactly what Rav Haigon says. So Lefikach Chayavdam Lo Dot La Lel is because the Halal here is not, you know, a Chiyuv to say Halal, you know, to read, to recite the Halal. Because of the, because it's a holiday, but rather it's a an outpouring of spontaneous shira and halal to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who took us out of Mitzrayim because we feel as if we, we ourselves came out. So so Sipoyitim basically, if one has to sum up, is in order to create, in order to make Yitzchak into some kind of an experience, we have to relive it. it, 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 it it takes the idea of Yitzhak and Shrayim and makes it come alive for us and for our children and for everybody sitting around the Seder table. That's the idea of Sipo Yitzhak and Shrayim. On the other hand, we mentioned that Zechiyas Yitzhak and Shrayim is part of the myth of Kriyashma. So what I would like to suggest is that when one is involved in the experience, when one is reliving the moment, 
then the reaction is one of shira. But in order to be makabal omach shamayim, one needs distance. One has to be able to reach conclusions. Wait a second, what just happened over here? What does this mean? Kriyashma, Kabbalah's Omach Shabbayim, is a commitment. A commitment is something which is thought out. It's a, it's, it's, it's a reaction to a certain event. Once one accepts and absorbs a certain event and reflects upon it, then one comes to certain conclusions. In, order, in other words, in order to, to be able to create that commitment, of Kabbalah's Omach Shmaim, not as simply a, a spontaneous act, but as something which is a, a, a real deep commitment based upon reflection, reflection and absorb, having absorbed what happened, one needs a certain amount of distance. And therefore, you know, in the spur of the moment, you know, when, when, when everything was exciting and, 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 and we just came out of Mitzrayim, so then Shira is the, is the proper religious reaction. Az Yashemosha. But the Kabbalah's Omach Shamayim only comes later on, once that the event is absorbed, once the dust has settled, once we go ahead and look back and reflect, and we come to certain cognitive conclusions. That if HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, then we also have to ex- accept upon ourselves the Machus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, it could very well be that Zechira, although we say less, is not because it's less, but because it's different. It's not an experience, but it's a conclusion. We're not trying to relive the moment, we're trying to reach conclusions from that moment. And therefore, we don't repeat everything, but we reach the conclusions that we have to reach, and it could be you know, there are those that say that you have to be Mesapri, Tzitz, Mitzrayim, and Kol Mabel, Sapri, Tzitz, Mitzrayim, Harez, Meshubach, and then it brings a story of Masab, Rebbe Lezer, Yerushua, Rebbe Lezer, and Azariah, for Mesapri, Tzitz, Mitzrayim, Kol Oswa, the entire night, Ad Shebao, Tamideim, Va'amu Lehem, Rebbe Lezer, Gia'zman, Kriyashma, Shal Shachris. And in this form they mention, that when all is said and done, when the dust has settled and it's trying, what, what is the message that we're supposed to come out with? The answer is that when everything is said and done, after reliving and feeling that it really happened, and after the dust settles, where does that take us? That, take a, that takes us to Rabbi Seinu. If so, Higiyazman Kriyashma Shal Shacharis.